Hey, Slavo, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. I, I am thinking that next time in, in I'm in Edmonton, yes, um, I'll pick you up. Uh, are, are you a, a a coffee or a tea guy? Uh, I'm, I'm more of a coffee guy. Okay, so I'll pick you up a cup of coffee. We'll yeah. hang out, and if we're to hang out. Are, are yeah. we going to the local scrapyard? Where are we going to, to find some metal uh, when you have that urge? Where are we going? Where are we hanging out? Well, you, you know, the, the landscape sort of changed. I used, to, I used to love hanging out in the scrapyard, but they, don't, they, they frown on that nowadays. So I'm actually kind of forced to, to buy new metal. <laughs> buy new metal? Yeah, I actually I, I get new metal from the steel mill. Okay. All right. So... Yeah. We'd be taking the trip to the steel mill. Can we go anywhere in Edmonton? Because, you know, I'm thinking that there's got to be metal, you know, in various places where we just go for a walk and start looking. Oh, there's there's lots of places. Actually, Edmonton's got uh, some great public uh, sculptures that are made from metal. Um, we actually had a, a, a where we, we still have a, a great uh, sculpture program here at the U- University of Alberta and uh, a lot of graduates from here and uh, they kind of make their way out into the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking of that in most cities where I'm broadcasting from in Winnipeg, there's, there's that as well. Uh, how did you get into this? Because you, you can tell, and what I've read about you, what I've seen about you, there's a passion here. And often Absolutely. that passion comes from either an experience in life or it, it's, it's passed on through the generations. How about you? What's your story? Well, interestingly enough, I, uh, when I was in high school, I worked for a fellow who uh, manufactured commercial Christmas decorations. So the things you would see hanging in the malls and on the sides of uh, buildings and lampposts down Main Street. And they had, they had a metal structure underneath, like with tubing and rebar and pencil rod. And so at an early age, I actually was introduced to metal. And I just thought, you know, there's got to be even more interesting ways to, to work with this stuff. And uh, yeah, then I, then I started my own, actually, Christmas uh, decorating company, and I did that for a number of years, and I just got kind of bored with the repetition of pattern, and just decided to experiment with metal in a whole new creative way. And I mean, this is going back 30 years, so you know, this was before you were able to buy even metal curtain rods at IKEA. So it was, I was kind of in on the ground ground floor level. Now, the art, the inspiration for the art, and, and, and we yeah. can talk a little bit about that, but I also want to talk about kind of the process involved in this because to me it has to um, involve heat, it has to involve yeah. hammers, it yeah. has to involve various tools that help shape something, but uh, describe that, that creative process that meets the need to strong arm metal into a different form? Well, believe it or not, it's, it's not really even strong arming. Like when it's in its, in its molten form, it's, uh, it's like putty. So, you know, the, the sort of maybe just to back up a little bit, my, my design aesthetic and kind of what I'm known for is taking inspiration from nature, like grasses bent over in the wind 
and abstracting that down to its basic form. So if you can just imagine flat bars kind of heated and formed to soft curves kind of bending and arcing in the wind. Um, so that and maybe even like a bird's nest where the metal is all sort of twisted together and uh, metal spheres to create sort of abstracted representation of eggs in there. So really it's the metal is not really strong armed. It's finessed because it's, it's, mm. it's quite pliable when, when it's in its heated form. I'm thinking that some of this is art, but some of it has to pay the bills, right? So part of this is, is, is design too, isn't it? Well, it is, you know, I, I did, uh, kind of, more on the commercial side of uh, ornamental blacksmithing where I did grand staircases that looked like they were pulled out of palaces. You know, like the, if you can imagine the, the most over-the-top ornate filigree work that looks like it was in, you know, in a palace in Monaco. So I was kind of known for that. And I just, you know, even that got to be a little bit uh, stressful with its precision work. And I was just starting to feel a little bit more like I just, I, I just want you know, not to have to pick up a tape measure. I want to just let the creative juices flow. And, uh, you know, I have to say I've been very lucky that uh, the last three or four years uh, I've been able to make a, a, a living just doing sculpture. Slavo Cech is with us. Richard in for Ben. Let, let's pick up on that because uh, to be able to pay the bills by being an artist and true to yourself, that's... That's phenomenal. I, That's you know, I I I I wake up every morning and I I realize how privileged I am to basically get up and go to my studio and play for a living. <laughs> that's that's the way I look at it. Honestly, is um, you know, I, I get to create uh, something every day, and uh, luckily the uh, the support has been there to have. Um, collectors nationally, locally, internationally uh, support support my work. Talk about that process. Talk about that creative process. You know, for writers, it's the blank page. It's experience. Yeah. It's 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 putting into words that that experience. Um, for you, it's. It's putting into the into the sculpture, into the metal. Take us through that process, if you would. Sure. Um, like I said, uh, m- most of my inspiration comes from from nature. So, at, at most basic level, it literally means going out in nature and just uh, taking photos of uh, interesting grasses. Um, one of my sort of real signature series um, when things were locking down um, in 2020 for the pandemic. I uh, was struck by um, these grasses kind of in the spring, still sort of frozen in in their forms. And I started to literally just take a photo of it, go to my studio and abstract it and create a tabletop metal sculpture. And um, I titled the series Bent, Not Broken. And it really resonated that... Um, you know, we're all in this situation. Um, and I actually did 19, 19 sculptures in that series, and uh, it was a sellout. 
uh, it, it sort of that was the start of the momentum of you know posting on social media and uh, having you know people really collect the work at that point. Does it come easy? Um, you know what it it, it does. <laughs> It does actually. It does come easy. Um, I'm never. I'm never stuck without an idea. I'm never stuck um, not wanting to go into the studio and create. I'm so lucky. I have a, a, a great studio space on the south side of Edmonton. Um, you know, big tall windows, and uh, I've got kind of a display area upstairs that people love to come and uh, visit. I've got a number of sculptures always on. on on tap that you know, is available for purchase, but it's just a nice place to be. Um, so no, it, 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 it does come pretty easy. I have to say. Who are your sources of inspiration? Well, well, my family for sure. Uh, I've got two great human, human adult children and, uh, a wife who keeps me in stitches because she's the funniest person you could ever meet. Um, and then there's, you know, like there's, there's the community. Um, there's people out there that I follow on social media that are uh, true living heroes in terms of how they deal in the medical field like during this pandemic and uh, friends inspire me and uh, it just really the community at large. Um so you know, and, and you're at that point now where you're giving you're giving back that, that there's there's a little bit of good pressure on on you now because success gives you that that opportunity to to give back, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of how these um, art hunts started. Was um, you know I wanted to find a safe way to give back to the community. Um, you know, get people outside in a safe manner uh, by hiding uh, sculptures. <laughs> and uh, it really tell us about that off. because it's well known in Edmonton, but for the rest of the country, tell us a yeah. little bit about the the infamous Edmonton art hunt uh, in the uh, what what River Valley was it? It's it's throughout the the Edmonton River Valley. So like mm. we have like one of the largest green green park spaces in North America that runs through the, the center of the city. Um, so I I kind of introduce people to even new parts of the city that they haven't been to when they're looking for these sculptures. So I'll post kind of cryptic clues, and uh, it's amazing how studious people are. Like I'll I'll say I you know I hid this at ten o'clock. And they'll say, well, and it, it's a real kind of community effort. And they'll say, like, you know, I, I think this is hidden on the north side of the river valley because the, the sun's at this position on the leaf. And it's just incredible how how uh, sleuthy some of these uh, art hunters are. You can follow him on Twitter at Slav underscore Metallurges. Check out his website, metallurges.ca. Slavo, uh, I'll buy the coffee. I will see you someday when I'm in Edmonton because I'd love to, to spend some time with you because this is, uh, I love what you do and can keep on doing it, my friend. Thank you so much. I look forward to that coffee.